the beginning of Francesco and I's relationship, our story. When I first saw Francesco, I was 11 years old at my dance studio. I was a ballerina and Francesco was the break dancer. I was mesmerized by him. I thought he was so handsome. I loved the way that he danced and smiled and just the way that he interacted with everybody. I was shy and I was insecure at this age. I was not the best dancer in the room. I was always in the back of the line. I really was never the front girl and in front and center. I just didn't really feel like I was good at anything. I really lacked a huge amount of self-confidence and I could not find it in me to go up to him and say, hi, my name is Caitlin. That's all I really wanted to do. I just simply wanted to introduce myself to him, but I, I couldn't find it in me to do it. I would go home after dance and think about the fact that I need to go up to him and say something. Like, I need to make that step for me so I could, I could just feel better. And I never ended up getting the opportunity to do so. The long story short was that his parents took him out of the dance studio because he had bad grades, and I never saw him again. And at the age of of 11 years old, I thought that I was never going to see him again. We don't have phones. We don't take numbers. That's it. I blew it. I was extremely upset, but... At that age, you know, out of sight, out of mind, life goes on. Years later, I had a best friend who went to her high school and I went to my own high school in the city. So two completely different schools. And we were talking one day and she was telling me that there's this hot guy that goes to her school that everybody's obsessed with. And, you know, as a girl having a girl talk, I'm like, oh, really? Let me see his Instagram. Show me. She pulls up his Instagram and I'm looking at him. We're 15 years old at this time. And I'm like, I know this guy. Why do I know this guy? He looks very familiar. And I'm sitting down and I'm I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, uh, his name, Francesco. Francesco. I know a Francesco. I've heard this name before. And then I realize this is the same man same boy as the guy from my dance studio. What? (laughs) What? What are the odds that I am being presented from my best friend, the same guy that I would, I thought I would never see again. That's, that's the truth. I, I really, that was it. And I was like, you know what? I'm not missing the opportunity again. I'm not making the same mistake that I made when I was 11 years old, when I wanted so bad to just go up to him and just introduce myself. I'm not doing it again. The universe made it very clear to me that I got a second chance. And I told her, I said, um, listen, this is going to sound crazy. I know this guy and, the, and I, I'm not going to tell you the whole story, but I need to meet him. She said, come after school, 
you know, come pick me up. I'll introduce you. I know him, you know, he's in my school. I said, okay. I went. And when I had that interaction with him and she introduced us, me and Francesco, I had butterflies in my stomach. I, I couldn't believe that I was in the presence of him. And he looked amazing. I was like, oh my God, you know, like you look so good. I mean, I thought you were handsome at 11. Look at you now at 15, like, oof. And he said to me, you look familiar. And I was shocked because I'm like, he remembers me. Like, I didn't even talk in that dance studio much when I was younger. I, I was always quiet in my corner, really, you know. I'm shocked that he knows my face. And I said, uh, did you go to a dance studio when we were younger? And he was like, wow, no way. Like, yes, yes, that's how I know you. He's like, I know, I remember seeing you. And I was so gassed. Took his number down. We went on a couple of dates. And it was history. My 15-year-old self was living my 11-year-old dream. I was so happy to be in a relationship with him. Now, you would think, though, <laughs> considering how happy I was and how in love I was with him, I literally have tears in my eyes because I'm just reliving that feeling of being just so excited that I got the opportunity to just try this all over again. You would think that the relationship was fantastic, right? The perfect love story. They met at 11. They didn't say any each other, you know, they didn't say anything to each other. Never saw each other again. They the universe brings them together and boom, they're happy go lucky. Now. <laughs> I would be completely lying to you if I pretended that we had a perfect relationship from the beginning. We were 15 years old fighting over what picture you're liking of girls, what picture I'm liking of guys, what you doing, what do you do in high school? No, what do you do in high school? The stupidity. That that was the relationship was great, but we were we were children. And I think for me, you know, and, and even for him, we were just so happy to be together, but a relationship at 15 is a relationship at 15. You get you get what you get. <laughs> And for me, at the age of 15, I had a very tight schedule. It was simply school, dance, Francesco picks me up from dance, homework, bed, and repeat every day. It was no time for socializing. You know, I didn't really have a social life. I couldn't hang out with friends after school like that. It was very tight, tight set. For Francesco, he was much more all over the place. He had all the time in the world. He was popular. I mean, everybody wanted to be around him. And to be honest, I really liked that about him. I thought it was super cool. I was like, everybody wants to be around my boyfriend. <laughs> like, yeah, you know? <laughs> and it really wasn't a problem for our relationship. But Francesco loved being the center of my life. Because for me, the best part of my day was him picking me up from dance. I'd wake up every day, you know, in high school and just say, I can't wait for later to see him. Like, that was my happiness. 
And for him, he'd wake up and he'd be very excited to see me, but he had a million other things to be excited for. (laughs) He'd go see friends, you know, this, that, and it was just two separate lives. High school was amazing. You know, we really lived that high school sweetheart life. But the problem was, was when it was time for me to make a college decision. Francesco was never a big school guy. He much more rather make money and he loved to work. He was great with his hands and building. For me, I was way more of a school girl and I wanted to go away. I wanted to go somewhere that wasn't here. I was tired of being in like a very tight schedule. I lived most of my high school life in, you know, not doing much. And I kind of was like, it's time for me to experience things. Now, I was very scared to tell Francesco I wanted to go away to college. And I wasn't really sure how he was going to take the distance. So first, I started the approach off with, let me just tell him that, you know, let me remind him that college, the whole idea of college is around the corner, right? So I sit down with him one day and I'm like, you know, Francesco, um, I just want to let you know I'm thinking of going away to college. And he said, oh, good. Where are you going? Brooklyn College, Staten Island. He's thinking I'm going to a college around the corner, somewhere he could pick me up every day. And I'm like, um, oh, man, we are on two different pages here. He has not even a clue where my head's at. So I'm... I'm like, uh, yeah, you know, I'm like, you know what? Let me not even bring anything up because for all I know is I might get declined from all these colleges. So I'm not going to surface a conversation if I don't need to. Well, I end up getting accepted into a college in Florida. And I really, really wanted to go. I sat down with my mom. I said, mom, I don't know what to do. I want to go away to college, but I'm also really scared to lose my relationship. I mean, I wanted this relationship my whole life. And now I finally have like everything I ever wanted, it feels like. And I'm scared to let that go. And she said, well, Kaylin, you can't stop your life for a relationship. If you guys are meant to be, you could put yourself first and he'll still be there no matter what. So now I had to make the big decision of, am I willing to take that risk? leave my relationship behind to put myself first? Is that really the right thing to do? Like, I I don't know. But it felt right. It felt like if I didn't do this, I'd probably resent him for it. And I didn't want that. So I sat down with him. And I said, um, listen, Francesco, This is going to be a really hard conversation, but after long thoughts, I want to go away to college. I got accepted into a college in Florida, and I was wondering if you'd be willing to do the long distance with me. 
he immediately freaks out and he was scared and he thought it was going to be a terrible idea and he really didn't want me to go. But I really wasn't asking him if it was okay if I went. I was, I decided that I was going. I was just asking him like, would you be willing to do long distance? There's a huge difference between can I go and hey, I am going. Will you consider making it work with me? So I really didn't give him that choice. I really knew that I needed to be very clear with my intentions, what my intentions are. He ended up deciding that he's going to do the long distance with me because we both agreed that anything's better than not not being together. So if we need to do long distance, it's better than nothing. So I picked up, I went away to college. The first semester of my college was a huge wow for me, right? I mean, my life completely 360'd. I was like in love with being in college. I have new friends, new environment. I'm getting invited to go to all these places. I'm meeting people in class. I love my teachers, like my professors. I was just like, whoa. I mean, I went from a very, again, tight schedule to not really having a schedule at all. I mean, what do you go to? You go to class for like three hours a day. You know, I was like, oh my, whoa. Now for him, his life 360 because he went from, not being in a tight schedule to now being in a tight schedule because now he works full time. So he, our lives completely changed where now I was the center of his life because all he had to do was focus on work. And instead of him being the center of my life, honestly, everything else was. I mean, I still loved him and I still was so happy to have him as a boyfriend, but I was preoccupied. I mean, I just moved. I, I couldn't believe this beautiful new life that I had. And things went bad. Francesco took this change as I love him less. He took the delay responses, you know, he took me being busy. He took it all and just felt like there was someone else. He was convinced that I was not happy in his relationship anymore and I was just scared to tell him. And no, no matter how many times I told him, I'm so sorry that you feel like my communication has been bad. I'm, I'm just all over the place. I'm just distracted. He did not like that. And you know, looking back respectfully, I agree. I wouldn't like that either. It was completely valid. I just couldn't understand in that moment, why can't he be happy for me? Why is he always so angry at me? And for him, he couldn't understand, like, how can I forget him after everything that we've been through? How can I go there and just not answer? And how can I, and I, I just, it was not good. Two different communications. I realized that the long distance was causing issues. So I said um, to myself, I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll fly home and surprise him 
just so he can see that even though I have not been great with communication, maybe if he sees me and sees the effort that I put in, he'll, he'll understand that it's nothing personal. So I go home and I surprise him. I get on a flight and I'm like, that's it for Valentine's Day. And when I get there, he's weird. He's happy. He's excited to see me, but he's a little, he's a little off. And the next day, when, I, when, I, when we wake up together, he's like, I have a karate show. Will you come with me to watch me? And I said, of course. You know, I'm here for you this weekend. That's why I flew home. We get to the, the city for his show. And um, he said, can you take my phone? record my performance. I said, yeah, of course. Give me your phone. I go in the audience and I'm sitting down. The music for his karate performance is not working. I don't know what was going on. There was like a technical difficulty. And now I'm sitting in the audience and I'm like, well, what do I do? Like I'm bored, right? I got his phone in his hand, my hand. And I'm like, let me give it a look. I read things that I was not supposed to read. And I found out that he was being unfaithful to me while I was away in college because he felt like I was doing the same thing out there. And I I couldn't understand why. Why was he so convinced that that's what I was doing? That's... That was not, that, how do I, how do you tell somebody that the way that they're perceiving something is not the truth when they're so convinced that they know? So I'm like, what do I do? I just flew home to make this relationship better. That was the point of coming home. I wanted to show him how much I love him, but I can't. I can't do this. This is not good. So he gets off the stage after his performance. And he comes up to me to give me a big hug because he was excited that I got to watch him. And I hand him his phone and I said, uh, here, take this. He goes, did you record my performance? I said, uh, no, no, I, I didn't. And immediately he starts to freak out. He's like, what? What? What, what, what happened? What? I didn't do anything. I said, I didn't say anything. I, I, I just handed back your phone and said, no, I didn't record it. And I'm going home. We end up getting this huge argument because he knows now that I know something. And we start to fight. And we, he was convinced that he, he was telling me that he didn't do anything wrong and that whatever I saw was a lie. And I said, um, yeah, uh, I don't think so. I was like, I'm sorry, but uh, this isn't going to work out. And I got on a flight and I went back to college. And that was the last that we heard from each other. I hated him. I hated him. I was so mad that he did me so dirty that he couldn't even tell me the truth. 
I was so mad that he made those decisions because he really thought he knew better. And he hated me. He hated me for moving to college. He felt like it was all my fault. In his head, he did what he had to do because he was the one getting hurt. And we could not understand each other. I called my friends. I said, I'm never going to talk to him again. I said, we broke up. He did what he did. I was like, he would have to be dying for me to ever look his way again. And so I spent my year and freshman, the rest of my freshman year of college, single. In this year, I really explored more. I was going to Miami. I was making even more friends and connections. And I was heartbroken though. But I was doing everything I could with the opportunities that were in front of me. And for him, he spent the year doing everything that he wanted to do. And I really just thought that we'll never talk to each other again. But a year later, I got a phone call from him. And I'm like, oh my God, he's calling me? I haven't heard from him in forever. And I pick up the phone and I'm like, hello? And he's like, um, hey, Caitlin. I know you haven't heard from me in a really long time, but uh, I was wondering if we can meet up and talk about something really important. I said, uh, uh, okay, sure. I was a bitch about it because I really just thought he was calling me to say, hey, let's get back together. I'm sorry for what I did. You know, the typical, they always come back. I was in my prideful, egotistical mindset. So I go to meet up with him. And I was actually home for my Christmas break, my sophomore year of Christmas break. And I'm looking at him in the car. And I'm like, he looks different. He's already being weird on the phone. Like he sounded very odd. And now he looks very different. I don't know how to explain it. So we're having a conversation. He's just like, how are you? And I'm like, I'm okay. You know, had a great year in college. Just doing a lot of work and making friends. And he's like, good. I was like, how was your year? And he takes off his beanie. He doesn't have hair. And he said, um, listen, Caitlin, during this year that we have not spoke, I got diagnosed with stage 3B cancer. I'm not really sure what's going to happen to me, if I'm going to make it, if I'm not. Things aren't really looking good. And just in case I don't make it, I just want to let you know that I was unfaithful to you and I am sorry. Like if there's anything that I need to do in case things don't work out is say, I am so sorry and I don't hate you. I need you to understand that I need peace with you, Caitlin. And I'm speechless. I mean, we're 18 years old. I'm like, <laughs> 
I, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I thought that I, I was going to get my apology, and I did, but not in the way that I was hoping for. And I, in that moment, when, when somebody's telling you that, I mean, nothing else matters. You're not worried about what happened last year. You're not worried about all the stupid shit. You're not worried about hating each other. You just want to sit down and apologize and say, I'm sorry too. I'm so sorry, Francesco, that you felt like I was doing you wrong out there, that you felt like I loved you any less. I'm so sorry that things got mixed up. And, and honestly, I don't hate you either. And I'm so sorry that this happened to you. And I don't think there's anything I could do for you, but I just, I guess the only thing I can do is just make sure you know that we do have peace. I don't want to hate you either. And we hugged. And there was really no expectations for me. He knew I had to go back to college. I was really only home for Christmas break. And I just said, I, I love you. And I gave him a hug. And I went back. And with that year, I called my friends and I said, I spoke to Francesco. And they're like, oh my God, you went back. I thought you said you would never talk to him unless he was dying. And I said, um, yeah, about that. He is dying. He is. And they're like, what the fuck do you mean? What are you saying? I said, he has cancer. <sighs> And everybody was just silent. Like, all my friends didn't know what to say. We were young. We, it really changed our lives in a way. You know, it really opened, it woke you up. Like, everybody just kind of was just like, w what is the point of all of us having all this drama? Like, it was different. And I spent my year, while he was battling his cancer, back in college, doing the things that I wanted to do. I felt very guilty that I couldn't be there for him in the way that, you know, being hands-on with him and being home, but it just, it was not the right time for me. I was away in college. I was young. I couldn't give him that. And we would spend some time on FaceTime just playing cards, but there was that was really all I can give. And when I came home from college and that, after that year, my sophomore year of summer, going into junior year, we sat down with each other. And by then he was in remission. And I was so happy that he beat the cancer. And we felt like we were ready to try again. We were ready to give the relationship another go. Like I know a lot of people thought that you know, oh, they get, he tells her that he's sick and they just fall back in love and get back together. No, we had a lot of time to really use the year for him to focus on himself and his health and getting things together. And for me to be in college and focus on me and all the things that figure out who I am. I don't even know who I am. How can I show up for him if I can't even show up for myself? And when we decided that we were going to try this relationship again, this time, the long distance, because I would go back to college and we'd give the long distance another go, really wasn't the problem. 
The real problem was now, we just lived two different years. His year was fighting cancer, and his life was on the line. And when your life is on the line, you see life completely different. For you, you're okay with the little things. You don't need extravagant lifestyle to be happy. You're just happy to be alive. And for me, I couldn't understand that mindset. I was a little spoiled brat. I'm living in Florida, Miami. I'm going to all these cool things. I'm doing these extravagant lifestyle activities. And I wanted more. And I couldn't understand why he didn't want that life with me. And he couldn't understand why I needed to live that life. And I was so mad. I'm like, why can't we fucking make this work? I mean, this is like three times now that, that the God and the universe is giving us an opportunity and we can't get it fucking right. This sucks. And we were both aggravated. Like, why? And if only in that time he could see that I didn't understand what he just went through. And if only I could sit down with myself and detach myself out of my cool lifestyle and say, Caitlin, do you understand what just happened to him? Maybe then we could have found a balance. But in that moment, we were not meant to find a balance. We were meant to break up again and find ourselves because we thought that we did, but we were still lost. And so we broke up again. Things weren't working out. We were fighting so much. And I was so sad because I'm like, I don't really know how many more opportunities I'm going to get. And I don't, and for him too, he was like, listen, I'm just letting you know, if we break up again, I'm not doing this again. Don't try calling me. Don't look for me because it's not happening. I'm done with you. I'm done playing this game with you just back and forth. I can't. I said, me too then. Well, screw you. I'm done talking to you. And we really thought we were done. He dated other people. I dated other people. I lived my life. I did what I wanted to do for my last year of college. He did what he wanted to do. I was on a reality show. I mean, I really thought I had it figured out. And when I came home from college after a long year of just traveling, doing everything that I wanted to do, and same for him, things just kind of fell into place. We kind of just found each other again. And my mom was right when she said, go away to college, Caitlin. And in four years, if things don't work out, maybe you'll find each other again. If it's no matter how it goes, if it's meant to be, it will be. And to be honest with you, I wouldn't take back anything that happened between him and I for the world. Because every mistake that he made, every mistake that I made, is what made us who we ended up being. That's why we got ourselves in a, in a good relationship. And even, even when we were in a good relationship, we were still, you know, fighting. Like, you can't be perfect. We're human. But we were willing to do whatever to try. What if I told you that 
Instead of always thinking that life is going against you, it's working for you. What if I told you to just put yourself first and if things are meant to be, they will be? What if I told you that? What if I told you that you are exactly where you're supposed to be right now? You know, the last week that Francesco was alive, you know we sat down and we talked all about this in a way that I never thought that we would talk about it. Like, he was saying, Caitlin, I am so happy that you went to that dance studio and we and you you saw me and that you liked me and you had a crush on me. He's like, I'm so happy I told my mom to put me in dance because if I didn't, you would have never cared to meet me when your friend went to my high school. And I was like, honestly, that's true. And to be honest, Francesco, I'm so happy that I took that risk and I came and set up that whole thing to meet you after school when we were 15 just so I could run into you and we could get into that relationship. And he's like, you know, Caitlin, this is going to sound crazy, but I'm so happy that you went away to college and that you got that experience and you got to learn and, and do everything that you wanted to do. And I couldn't believe that he said that. Because at the time, me going away to college was the biggest fucking deal. And now we're sitting down talking about how happy we are that we got that. And I said, well, guess what, Francesco? This is going to sound crazy, but I'm happy that you were unfaithful in that moment. Because you learned and we had to break up at that time because we were not meant to be together. And it's okay. We learned and we grew. And everything that happened in our journey, put us here right now. And I wouldn't take that back for the world. That time that I couldn't show up for you, when you were sick and I had to go back to college, I felt like shit. But now I'm in a better place to do it and, I, and I've given you everything I got right now. I couldn't believe that me and Francesco got to sit down and really break down our whole process of trying to figure each other out and trying to figure this relationship out. And we were content. Everything that happened, every mistake that we made at the time felt like the biggest deal. But it's, it, it's just, you are where you're supposed to be. And after Francesco passed away, my mom came up to me and she said, um, you know, Caitlin, everything that happened, you know, him passing away is horrible. But I just want to let you know that the love that you two had was, people don't get that in a lifetime. Me included. I, I never seen such strong love like that. And I said, why? 
why is that? Why don't we see that kind of love? Like, why is it not common? And she said, um, I don't know. I guess you guys were just special. And when she said that, I kind of was speechless. And I sat down and I'm like, were we special? You know, like, are we just two, like, eight, like special people with special treatment? Or are we just like everybody else in this world? Two random people that don't know what the fuck they're doing, but they're trying. We were not special. The thing that made us special was everything that we did to keep trying and make it work. That's what made us special. The fact that we didn't give up. We had the patience. We trusted the process. We took those breaks. We, we did everything that we could just so we can have that happy ending. And I didn't get the happy ending that I was hoping I was going to get to marry him like I wanted to, like he wanted to. But the one thing that I did get was true love. And I just want to remind you that you can have that too. It just takes two people that give a fuck enough to figure it out.